Matt Sullivan here to remind you to stop putting screens on your gutters. Better to schedule a free estimate with the local experts at Gutter Helmet so you stay off the ladder. Visit GutterHelmetIndy.com. With Gutter Helmet, you'll never clean your gutters again. GutterHelmetIndy.com. Good morning. It is Tuesday, July 11th. It is six minutes after nine. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC. Yeah, and unfortunately, Casey, we begin the show today with the tragic news. Yesterday, uh, Marion County Sheriff's Deputy John Durham tragically murdered um, yesterday by, by an inmate. And obviously that dominated much of the news cycle yesterday. So try to get a kind of an update on what's going on, what's been taking place. Uh, we decided to to head over to the drivehubler.com hotline, joined by our, our good friend Rick Snyder, head of the Indy FOP. Hey, Rick, to begin with, I'm wondering if you can take us through what happened. Well, we're still uh, waiting for all the facts to come out as a result of the investigation. Uh, what we do know is that we have a heartbreaking tragedy another in the long line that have occurred as of late. You know, it's important to note that uh, we've had three uh, line-of-duty deaths of uh, public safety officials uh, in just the past 12 days uh, in our state. Uh, And our hearts are just broken for this latest family, but also this latest agency and coworkers uh, that are going through this. And it just reminds everybody of the violence that we're seeing throughout our communities. And, you know, as was as has been proven here, uh, the surging violence is not just an issue within our capital city anymore. It's uh, surging and spreading out to other communities. Rick Snyder, our guest, head of the Indy FOP, talking about the uh, tragic death yesterday of John Durham, the uh, Marion County Sheriff's deputy. Okay, Rick, so how much of this is this increased violence on law enforcement the fact that we spent several years where many politicians basically told criminals, hey, cops are the bad guys, and doesn't matter what you do, they're the ones to blame. It seems like it's emboldened these criminals. Well, there's no doubt about that. We've been very consistent in talking about that, of course, is that the revolving door of criminal justice, the only thing that it results in is not consequences for criminal offenders, but consequences for victims throughout our communities. And this continues to prove that. You know, uh, while we're still awaiting the outcome of the investigation specific to this attack, we can talk about what we do know. We do know that this is a repeat criminal offender, Hmm. violent criminal offender, who public reports through media outlets have shown and demonstrated and have actually said this person has an extensive criminal history and a pattern of violence. Uh, I saw one local media report, I think from WTHR Channel 13, that showed that there were prior charges on the suspect for domestic violence-related charges, domestic violence in the presence of a child, domestic violence on a pregnant female, strangulation, intimidation. But here's the other part of what was said in that news story. A sweetheart plea deal was given Mm. by this Marion County prosecutor. All of the charges, but one of those were dropped. Uh, And even the charge that was uh, uh, pled guilty to was reduced. And the offender was reported to have served only one day in jail. Now, what do you think that does to a violent criminal offender? Do you think that discourages them or interrupts their cycles of violence? No, it emboldens them. And uh, we see this no fear of consequences or accountability leads to ongoing evil and uh, wickedness 
that's perpetrated upon our communities. Rick Snyder is our guest, the head of NDFOP, talking about the tragic death yesterday of John Durham, uh, Marion County Sheriff's uh, Deputy Casey. Yeah, I'm wondering, so it's been reported that he was uh, in the Sheriff's Department for nearly 40 years, came from a law enforcement family. What else can you tell us about Deputy Durham? Well, I mean, he's just a long-term guy, right? 38 years at the Sheriff's Department as being a detention deputy. He worked as a jail deputy and was known for inmate transportation uh, for nearly four decades. You know, here's here's the fact, on top of all of that, of being a faithful public servant, he's just a good dude. He's well-known for his love of family, his love for his coworkers, his community. He's also well-known for his love of golf. Uh, he was known to be a frequent golfer and, and loved the sport. But he also participated in a lot of our golf outings for fallen officers uh, across our state and was well known to attend the Jake Laird golf outing faithfully every single year. And uh, it's just a tragic loss for this family that's well known for ties to law enforcement, specifically the Marion County Jail and uh, detention work. And, uh, you know, here's here's the fact. It's a it's a it's a tragic reminder that uh, of the threats that our officers face on the street, but also our detention personnel face uh, even in secured facilities, Uh, you know, with dangerous, but as we've seen tragically deadly offenders. And that's why the focus must remain on the criminal offenders. Guys, take note of this. These last three incidents, two of the three uh, occurred in gun-free zones, one in a hospital, one in a jail. Two of the three did not involve a gun. Why do I bring this up? Because the focus must remain on the criminal offenders who are committing the violence, and that is why we must hold them accountable and ensure that we close the revolving door of criminal justice. Rick, as you've mentioned, the state has suffered great losses over the past two weeks. What does that do to the morale of your department? Well, as I shared last last night, you know, uh, publicly, our officers are really walking through a pretty deep and dark valley. I mean, we've gone through three straight years now of being demonized, uh, dehumanized, and then that's resulted in being demoralized. You compound that with the drastic officer shortages we're facing throughout Indianapolis, but in many major cities across this country. And, you know, in Indianapolis alone, we're 350 officers down. Officers are being uh, required to work many hours in overtime and extra shifts just to make this work. And uh, it's catching up with us as a profession, but also as a community. And uh, that's why we've asked for the public to display those blue lights. Uh, It sounds like such a simple, easy thing, maybe even a little cliche, but I can tell you when an officer is struggling with their morale, their motivation, wondering if what they're doing is really making a difference or quite frankly, does anyone care? And they drive down that dark street down your neighborhood in the middle of the night while you're sleeping, but they see that blue light, it's a beacon of hope to them and a reminder that there are vast majority of women and men in our community that support what they are doing and want them to continue to stand the line. Uh, Rick Snyder, head of Indy FOP, is our guest. Uh, Rick, take us through what it's like from an officer's perspective. Obviously, you mentioned, uh, you know, Deputy Durham, longtime guy, loved by many people. What's it like for officers who you go to work the next day and this guy's literally not there. And every death is tragic, but it's not like, you know, the guy passed away from cancer or, or had a heart attack. He literally died doing the job, and now the guy's just not there. He was there a day before. He's not there now. 
How does that affect the kind of the mental psyche? What is it like for the officers around uh, Officer Durham? Well, again, it's a reminder of not only what those in public safety do, but what they may have to do. And it's a stark reminder to our officers uh, because here's the deal. The work must go on. And you're not only going back and that fellow co-worker is not there now and you're dealing with that death and that tragedy, but you're also right back into the very um, place where the tragedy occurred. And again, this isn't like other professions, even other professions that have high rates of deaths within the, the work. Uh, most of those all deal with accidental deaths. These, this is a profession where your clients are taking your life. And uh, it's a very different formula that we deal with. And remember, all these, not just officers on the street, but again, I want to point out our detention uh, personnel, such as Detention Deputy John Durham, but those in corrections that work in the jails, that work behind the bars in our state prisons, they all deal with a heightened level of hypervigilance. And they're in that constant state all the time. And that definitely takes a toll on the, the physical body, but also on your mental and emotional well-being as well. And then with tragedies like that, it really hits you hard spiritually. And uh, that's why it's so important that we provide the support that we do through the Fraternal Order of Police for all of our, all of our folks and uh, stand and walk alongside them and their families. From my perspective, it seems like Indianapolis is in a state of crisis. I'm wondering if you agree with this and what is your answer to stop it? Well, since October of, uh, I'm sorry, September of 2019, uh, we have said that Indy is in crisis. Our capital city is in crisis. And what we have warned uh, since 2019 is that if we don't get a handle on this revolving door of criminal justice, that violent offenders would spread out to surrounding communities. And unfortunately, that's proven to be true. We had a recent report that showed that nearly 40% of all the inmates in the Johnson County Jail were Indianapolis residents with Indianapolis addresses who were arrested for committing crimes in Johnson County. Uh, reports found that nearly 60% of those inmates in the Hendricks County Jail were Indianapolis residents committing crimes in Hendricks County, 40% in Hamilton County. What it does is it proves what we warned of. Now, we don't want to be able to say, hey, we were right. That's not the goal here. What we want to say is we also propose many recommendations and solutions for this, primarily closing the revolving door of criminal justice in Marion County. We warned of the tragic outcomes with this specific Marion County prosecutor, yet Marion County voters elected uh, him into office. So unless something drastic happens in terms of a change in that, that office or him stepping down, we have four more years of this. Um, and that is what has demoralized our officers probably more than anything. Uh, but uh, it's time for residents to get a handle on this, see what is going on. And I, I used to say, if you live in a surrounding county and you think this doesn't involve you because it's an Indianapolis problem, stand by because it's coming to a neighborhood near you. And unfortunately, that's proven to be the case. Rick Snyder, the head of Indy FOP, on behalf of all of us here at WIBC, thank you to all the police officers, the sheriff's deputies, all that you guys do. We appreciate it, and, man, we hope the situation gets better out there. Thank you very much. God bless. You're listening to Kendall and Casey on 93 WIBC.